You are locked on Cougars. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show. It is a Twitter Tuesday, answering some of the questions submitted via social media as well as email. We'll touch on those. We'll also talk a little bit about BYU basketball moving up in the national polls, entering the national polls inside the top 20. We'll dig into that. And of course, we will catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, the women's soccer program, getting a rare postseason home match, a huge, huge showdown Saturday at Southfield. We'll get to all of that ahead on today's show. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN's college football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. All right, without further ado, let's get rolling here on a Tuesday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 23rd, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. And once again, thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Hope you all are doing great out there wherever you might be in Cougar Nation. It's always good to hear from you guys, by the way. Hearing from a bunch of you this week that went to the Georgia Southern game. And I got to say, the representation at that game, considering it was the least high-profile of BYU's road games this season was absolutely spectacular. When people hold those shirts to say every game a home game, it's exactly what it is, though. That's the best part about this, is BYU truly has a nationwide fan base and y'all represent. So thank you for your support, and thank you for support of this podcast. It's a blast to talk with you guys every single day, and hope y'all, once again, are doing great out there. Let's get going today, talking a little bit about BYU basketball, because the Cougars, speaking of the Cougar case, the men's basketball program has entered the national rankings for the first time. They are ranked number 18 in the national polls after beating Oregon as well as Central Methodist last week to improve to 4-0 on the season. For those of you keeping track at home, the Cougars are now 4-0 after beating three likely NCAA tournament teams and the national pollsters rewarded them as such. I figured BYU would be in the national polls. I had my question marks about how high they would actually check in, but I am pleasantly surprised to see them inside the top 20. It's, I think it's an accomplishment that cannot be overlooked here. I think it is a feather in the cap of what Mark Pope is continuing to build. I think there are a lot of people out there, and let me be the first to say this, that always wonders how he's going to go about putting together the rosters that he does every single year. Uh, through his first three years at BYU, think about it. He has used the transfer portal and a lot of guys coming in on uh, a year, maybe two years as a transfer into the program. And I don't know what special sauce that he's got or just the ability to kind of envision how guys are going to fit in the program. And then he goes out and finds the right pieces and then gets them to commit to BYU, come in and play their role to a great level. And it's just phenomenal to watch what BYU basketball is building under Mark Pope. Now, Obviously, if you continue to have the success that Mark Pope has had to this degree, how much longer can BYU afford to hold on to him? Because I know that BYU is going to the Big 12, and ostensibly they will have more funds to pay him more money. And obviously, there have already been big-time donors who have stepped up and helped take care of him. That coach's circle is a real thing, folks. And especially on the basketball front, there are a number of high-level donors that like 
what Mark Pope is doing and have invested a lot of money in the program. But my question mark is, is if you continue to have the success that Mark Pope is having, how long before a quote unquote blue blood comes after him and throws him a dollar figure that BYU simply won't match? This relates to the Kalani Satake situation because I had a conversation with a person last week and many of you are very aware that I am on the record very vociferously arguing that Kalani Satake deserves to be paid and needs to be taken care of right now to make sure that he doesn't go anywhere. I hope that still is going to be the case. I hope that BYU will play ball and realize, hey, we got a good thing going with the BYU football program, and we need to make sure that we lock up Kalani Satake and his staff. That is my sincere hope. I, I will stick to that, and I've actually got a note on that uh, that we'll talk about when we get to our mailbag portion of this in just a moment. But the, the thing with Mark Pope is, how much is BYU willing to pay to keep him in Provo long term? Because going back to the conversation I had with a person who I trust, uh, just I trust them wholeheartedly. I, I truly do. They know what they're talking about when it comes to BYU. Their track record is one of my quote unquote sources. Does they do an impeccable job? They're very. Uh, How do I say it? They don't feed me a lot of information, but when they do, I know it's something that I can go with because I trust them because they do not just throw every single rumor at me and say this, 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 and this. No, when I hear from them, I'm like, oh, okay. Their prediction, let me let me be clear about this. This is the prediction last week. A lot can change in these negotiations. They could absolutely say one thing one week and three or four days later, or even a week later, it's completely different. But this person told me last week that their prediction was that before BYU got to the Big 12, Mark Pope might already be gone from BYU. That floored me. And I'm like, really? You think so? They're like... There is a lot of interest in a guy like Mark Pope. And the evidence of that is the fact that he has got BYU off to a 4-0 start. I talked a little bit about this on yesterday's podcast, if you didn't hear it, that BYU faces Texas Southern tomorrow. And just a little bit of a tip, you're going to have a chance to win tickets to that game. You can spend your pre-Thanksgiving evening watching the Cougars take on Texas Southern. We'll get to how you can win those tickets here in a little bit on today's show. But the, the thing about it is they were saying that Mark Pope, he has built an incredibly huge profile in the college basketball sphere. He knows what he's doing. As I said, he's got some kind of special sauce because he has an ability just to see guys, look at their film, understand what they're about, and say, okay, he fits that role. He fits that role. He fits that role. And then he takes all those pieces, melds them together, and they play incredible basketball. And it's on display already four games into the season. Now, obviously, things can get derailed. Losing Big Rich Harward is not something you want to have if you're the BYU basketball program because he's an absolute force in the middle. But you just look at what Mark Pope has done, and there is a good reason why and and a very clear reason why he would be on the radar of other college basketball programs who may have deeper pockets to pay a high level coach. I think Mark Pope truly enjoys being a BYU, but the difference between a guy like Mark Pope and Kalani Sitake is that Mark Pope did not grow up dreaming of playing for BYU, coming and being a Cougar because he never played for BYU. He played for the University of Washington and then the University of Kentucky. I do wonder how much loyalty Mark Pope ultimately will have before a dollar figure is thrown at him or an opportunity is thrown at him that he says, I can't pass that up. That's where I'm going. When that person told me he may be gone before BYU gets to the Big 12, it floored me. But as I said, this is a person that, when they tell me stuff, makes me sit up and pay attention. I'm like, really? And they were very clear about it. So 
it'll be interesting to see what happens. But the good news is right now, enjoy what is happening with BYU basketball. Mark Pope has this team playing at an extremely high level. They should have very few troubles, I feel like, with Texas Southern. I know that Texas Southern technically was an NCAA tournament team last year. They did make it out of the SWAC. They were the conference tournament champion and made it with a sub-500 record, if I recall correctly, last year to the NCAA tournament. They won that uh, first four matchups. Credit to them on that. They did make it to the field of 64, uh, I guess the first round of the NCAA tournament. But uh, this is the last layup, I feel like, before the schedule really, really gets tougher. It sure looks like Utah is going to be a stiffer test than we all imagine. Weber State, Utah State, UVU have all done good things in-state so far. You still got matchups later this season in terms of the non-conference with the likes of Missouri State. You have to go on the road to Missouri State to play that game. So there's a lot still to be proven with this team, but the early returns and this early ranking, I think the nationwide media and just the nation at large is starting to understand that there are good things going in Provo and they're rewarding BYU. So good to see the Cougars in the national rankings, ranked number 18. I think they will move up next week because I'm expecting two wins this week, obviously against Texas Southern, and obviously you hope to go and beat Utah up there in the Huntsman Center. And should you do that and you continue to win, well, just like the football polls, as you continue to win, you continue to rise in those rankings. So some good things cooking for BYU basketball. Off to a fantastic start. And congratulations to Mark Pope and company on garnering that number 18 ranking. Now, as I mentioned, we'll get to some of your questions that were submitted via social media and a couple on uh, email as well. We'll get to those in our next segment here on the podcast. Uh, and the funny thing about this is it's very interesting, the dichotomy of questions. And we'll address as many of them as we possibly can on today's show. Before we do that, though, today's podcast is brought to you in part by our friends over at NetSuite. This is it, my friends, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is This is how you are running your business. Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated financial software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa. Head to netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa for a special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa. All right, sports fanatics, have you heard about our friends over at Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. It's a really cool concept, and I want you guys to learn more about it. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anybody in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid major players you may not have ever heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of. Just if it's if it's a prop you might be able to imagine. I would venture to say that Price Picks has it for you guys. And the format is very simple here. You pick two to five players in an over-under on those projected numbers that they have, and you can win up to 10 times back on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Price Picks allows mixed sport entries as well, so if you want to venture into the NFL or NBA ranks or beyond that, you're welcome to do so as well. You can go to pricepicks.com or use their award-winning app, download it in your app store, and the best part is your entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. Price Picks is safe. 
safe and offers fast withdrawals as well. And here's the kicker. All of our listeners that deposit and use the promo code LOCKEDON will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. All you got to do to take advantage of that is use the promo code LOCKEDON when making that deposit. So do not hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use that promo code LOCKEDON for that bonus or go to your app store and download the app today to get started there. PrizePicks is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms and hope you guys once again are doing fantastic out there. Coming up here at, a little bit later on in today's show, there will be an opportunity for you guys to get the instructions of how you can go about winning tickets to BYU versus Texas Southern, the number 18 ranked Cougars welcoming Texas Southern to the Marriott Center tomorrow night. We'll let you know how you can go about winning those tickets here in just a little bit. Now it's time for Twitter Tuesday. A number of you reaching out via social media as well as some of you via email about uh, questions you have, comments, all that good stuff. Uh, just a heads up for you guys, if you guys do want to reach out to us, feel free to do so. You can follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at Cougars. Just search us out. My personal Twitter feed, if you want my thoughts on all things sports, beyond just BYU, there's a lot of BYU in there, obviously, but a lot of other stuff, Utah Jazz and the like. You can follow me, Jacob C. Hatch is my Twitter handle. And as always, you can feel free to comment with your comments, concerns, uh, whatever you got, uh, rants. <laughs> Give me what you got. You can email the show, lockedonbyu at gmail.com is the email address for that. All right, let's start off with this. A question coming in from Ethan, and this came in via email. And Ethan obviously heard me talk a lot about how I think the BYU is very uh, much how do I say this right? Okay. Last week I went off about how BYU, I felt like needed to make sure Kalani Sitake felt valued. They needed to make sure that he is taken care of. His value is higher now than it was in the 70 odds some days ago that BYU gave him the two-year extension that they gave him. And Ethan's question was, Jake, I want to understand more about why you feel the way that you feel with regards to Kalani Sitake and his contract extension. I understand that there are BYU fans out there who are wary of all the big jobs out there. Think of USC, Washington. We just saw Florida come open. LSU is an open job. And we all know that once those jobs get filled, there's just a trickle-down effect to other programs who lose their coaches to bigger programs, all that stuff. Kalani Sitake, and as Ethan notes, is going to be a hot commodity, but he wants to know why I am so worried about BYU losing Kalani Sitake because, as he mentions, Kalani Sitake is a BYU lifer. He grew up rooting for the Cougars, admittedly, played for Lavelle Edwards, and it sounds like he has every intention of sticking with BYU. So what is the concern level for you? Asking me, Jake, about that. Okay, Ethan, to answer your question, I do have concern that Kalani Sitake is going to grow wary of, or not wary, weary, excuse me, of BYU not investing in the program to the level that they are going up against. And hopefully that makes sense. And I've mentioned this before, that BYU's recruiting department is essentially two full-time employees, and neither one of them, I don't necessarily think, have full-time uh, recruiting operations or whatever you want to term it as their main gig. They have other gigs that they're a part of their responsibilities. And those are Jack Tamuni and Jason Ayu. And let me be clear about this. Jack Tamuni and Jason Ayu, as well as BYU's assistant coaches, have done incredible work in helping BYU's recruiting reach another level. So let me be very clear about that. But when Utah State, the program that BYU thinks they're head and shoulders above, the Aggies, based up there in Ogden, we all know those jokes, the dairy farmers out there, 
when you want to bash on Utah State, you also have to acknowledge that Utah State has more full-time employees in their recruiting department than Brigham Young University does have currently. That is a red flag to me. BYU is going into the Big 12 where a lot of the programs, the bigger ones especially in the conference, have analysts that essentially their job is to be the assistant to the assistant. Now, what I mean by that, I'm not it's not a Dwight Schrute reference from the office and it's it's essentially each assistant coach has an analyst that works with them in an off the field capacity reviewing film, looking at the recruits that they're supposed to be reaching out to in the recruiting sphere, all that stuff. They're, they're the assistant to the assistant coach. BYU, I think, has, what, two, three, maybe four uh, analysts at the very most. They have three or four graduate assistants, and it's the bare minimum. It's what BYU is allowed to have, but you can always invest more in this. Moreover, Kalani Satake wants to be able to put the right guys around him to have success. He knows that the only way he is going to have continued success and continue to build on what was an 11-win season last year and what could be an 11-win season this year is to continue to have the funds to retain the assistance he knows that he needs to have on his staff or if they decide they ultimately do want to go somewhere else to hire new assistants who have the same level of experience and can help BYU continue to have the success that they're having. That's the issue that is at the heart of all this. And this is just me speaking about how I perceive it. I've had conversations with folks. I've told you guys what I've talked to people about, about how BYU needs to invest in the program more heavily. The problem is I'm afraid, and this is just me speaking. This is not me being told anything. So this is this, this part of what we're talking about here is not something that I have been told, but I have concerns that BYU's administration beyond Tom Homo, because I think Tom Homo completely understands the plight that Lavelle, not Lavelle Edwards. Lavelle Edwards probably had back in his day, but now that Kalani Satake is shouldering, he understands that Kalani Satake going into the Big 12, he's going to be expected to continue to win at the same level he's winning at right now, but he is apparently expected to do it with the same limited resources that BYU has dealt with for years. There is some notion down there at Brigham Young University that doing more with less is the right way to go about things. And if you can get away with it, great. But there is hard and fast evidence out there that says the more you invest in a football program, the more you invest in an athletic department, the more success they are going to have. Has BYU had absolutely stellar success right now in athletics? No doubt about it. Ranked teams up and down the roster, you just look at them, they're ranked everywhere it seems like for BYU's athletic programs. The problem is, in football, it's an arms race. And BYU is going to start generating tens of millions of dollars from their football program and being members of the Big 12 alone. Where in the world is that money going to be invested? It better not be going back to the university because the university has been very clear that BYU Athletics is only able to have the money that is donated to them or what they generate for themselves. They eat what they kill. I I use that expression all the time with it. They have to generate the funds that they have to be able to operate their athletic department. So if you're going to start generating tens of millions of dollars, why don't you start investing it in the programs that are the most high profile and generate the most interest and bring in the most dollars. That is the football program. That is the men's basketball program. Give them the funds. All right. I need to step back for a moment. So Ethan, 
I hope that explains where I stand on this. I want nothing more than to see Kalani Sitake become a 10, 15, 20-year coach at BYU. I want him to be the next Lavelle Edwards. He has built this program into a Leviathan. It is something that has, can have sustain, sustained success if he is given the right resources to go out and do that. I'm hopeful that the people above Tom Homo and athletic administration up there, BYU, above Tom Homo and athletic administration, he's the top of the athletic administration. I guess in the university administration, vice presidents, presidents of the university, the board of trustees up in Salt Lake City, I am hopeful that they will realize what is needed and they will come to the table and take care of what BYU football in particular needs. There you go. Hopefully that answered your question. I, I, I just get fired up about it because I still have a passion for BYU. Let me be very clear about this. I work in the media and my quote-unquote fandom, it, it's changed, but I still have a passion for BYU. It's a university that's near and dear to my heart. I went to school there, folks. I have been a kid who grew up in the shadow of Lavelle Edwards Stadium from the time I was a kid. Uh, my grandfather was the unofficial team optometrist for years. My dad has done so many things for BYU, including working at BYU for years. It, it's just... It's a university that means more to me. I think a lot of you can relate to this. It's a university that's a little different than a lot of other universities universities out there. There's a church element to it. There's, there's a whole litany of things that go into it. So I just I want to see the sustained success, the continued success that BYU has built, and I think they can continue to do that, but they do need to make sure that they have the resources that they need to have to continue to sustain that success. You may, you may think you can continue to do this on a shoestring budget, but there's hard and fast evidence that says at some point the luck runs out on that. So there you go. I didn't mean to spend the entire bit of this talking about just one thing. Uh, a couple other notes real quick. Let me get to these. Uh, our good friend, the Aggie fan, Dan. Yes, we talked about Utah State. And uh, Dan, forgive me, but it's true. You guys have more You have more recruiting personnel than BYU does. But uh, Dan is actually a guy who knows more about cross country than I will ever per, uh, pertain to know or, or, I guess, ever um, aspire to know about. And he actually had some notes on Whitney Orton as well as Connor Mance winning the individual NCAA cross-country championships. I wanted to note those real quick here, so let's get to them. Says uh, He asked me the question, did you see both of the 10K championships on Saturday or the highlights? I admittedly saw the highlights from the women's race. I saw about the last... I guess with Connor Mance, it's probably, it's probably the last kilometer and a half of his race. I turned it on to ESPNU and saw that. So let me answer that for you, Dan. But he says, I was listening to the podcast and I wanted to add some thoughts from this. He says, from watching, I observed a few things. So here you go. Number one, Whitney Orton had the lead last year with under a half mile left and wasn't able to maintain that. I think she learned from that and conditioned herself mentally and physically to win. I still think her most impressive feat is recording the fastest time while dribbling a basketball. She played a few sports in high school, I believe, at this small 2A school down there in Penguich. Yes, she's a Penguich high grad. Said she can dribble a basketball in a little over five minutes for a mile. You have to have incredible endurance and ball handling to do that. My fastest mile was under five minutes in high school. Congratulations, Dan. Humble brag there. Uh, but he says, I doubt my dribbling skills were good enough to go that fast. And the funny thing about cross country, what I understand about it, it truly is. It's just, it's, it's a suffer. It, you suffer. You suffer through these races, plain and simple. And then uh, number two, Connor just did what he does best. He had a few fast rivals, but put them in the quote-unquote Mance zone, as they call it. He's just mentally prepared to handle pain more than other runners. It amazed me that he not only has the talent, but the work ethic and overall drive. I think as a 12-year-old in Cash Valley, he was already about as fast as I was at my peak. He's a special talent, and I think he could do some damage in the Olympics in 2024 and beyond. Says, anyways, I just thought I would chime in. 
I hope to listen to more of the podcast soon. One of my buddies said he found my Fan Friday edition from last year, so that reminded me I needed to listen in. Have a good one. Dan, thank you for weighing in. I, I appreciate that. I, like I said, I do not as, uh, try to say I, that I'm an expert when it comes to cross country. I Trust me, running is not my forte. But it's actually really cool to hear you talk about that. I don't know about the Mance zone, but he absolutely, he's just lights out. He just pulls away from folks. And congratulations once again to Connor Mance, as well as Whitney Orton on those individual championships. So there you go. Some of the news and notes. And I apologize, I didn't get to all of the questions that were sent in the comments. We'll get to some more of them. Hopefully, we'll do it on Friday. Uh, we're not going to be here on Thursday, obviously, with Thanksgiving. We're going to take a day off from the podcast. We'll get back to it on Friday. And I'll see if I can get to some more of those questions on that edition, or maybe even tomorrow, if there are some if there is some extra time, but hopefully uh, you guys uh, can understand where I'm coming from when I speak about Kalani Satake, because that man is BYU and through and through, and he should be rewarded as such. That's just me. But anyways, we'll we'll move on here. We'll catch you up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan here on a Tuesday, including a huge showdown, finally announced when it's going to kick off for BYU women's soccer in their Elite Eight match against South Carolina. We'll touch on that. We'll also catch up on the other notes involving other BYU sports that you need to know here before we go momentarily. First, though, it's Thanksgiving. We all know what that means. Football, and nothing goes back Better with football than turkey and sports betting. BetOnline has you covered all holiday season. More odds, props, and lines than ever before at their new updated website. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code Locked On. Once again, the promo code Locked On. You get your 50% of whatever you deposit the first time. Added in is free money to have fun with on BetOnline.ag. And it's just not football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. So do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available from our friends at BetOnline as they are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. That's BetOnline. We're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Taking one more time out on today's show to talk about our friends over at Intercap Lending. There's a reason that no lender helps more families with their mortgage needs than Intercap because simply put, Intercap gets deals done. They offer a quick and simple process. Intercap closes loans two weeks faster than the industry average. And though fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process for all of you. And that is what Locked On's personal loan officer, Steve Carter, has delivered to hundreds of Locked On listeners so far, including Locked On founder, David Locke. And I love this part of this in the read that they gave us. And let's be honest, if Steve can help keep David on track through the entire process, Steve truly can help anybody. I have met with Steve. He's a great dude, folks. You will not find a better experience by trusting our friends over at Intercap. Uh, They are not a new company. Let's be clear about that. They have been assisting customers with all of their mortgage needs since 1978. That is 43 years of experience. And Steve has been providing Locked On listeners the best experience since 2018. And as a Locked On Cougars listener, when you call them, make sure to tell them that you're a Locked On Cougars listener. You get their corporate rate discount. That is actually a really cool thing that they're offering to our listeners. So check it out, my friends. Intercap also is headquartered here in Utah, but licensed to help all of your mortgage needs in more than 40 states. So give Steve a call now with any and all questions. His direct number is 385-800-8528, 385-800-8528. Or you can go online to learn more. That's intercaplending.com. It's a great company. Steve Cardalot wants nothing more than to help you guys as a locked on listener. So reach out to him now. 385-800-8528, NMLS 190465, Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. 
Before we go here on a Tuesday edition of the show, let's catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan. Let's start off with this. The women's soccer program will be hosting the University of South Carolina in the Elite Eight of the NCAA Women's Soccer Tournament at Southfield on Saturday evening. Five o'clock Mountain Time start there at Southfield. This is a huge opportunity, folks. If you want to go support BYU women's soccer, I would encourage you to do so. This is just the fourth time the Cougars have competed in the Elite Eight. It is their second time hosting such a game and they're looking to advance to their first ever college cup, a.k.a. the Final Four of the NCAA tournament. I believe they should be favored to do this. Southfield has very much been a bastion for them. They have been lights out at home this year, just racking up goals upon goals. Very much looking forward to this. Uh, tickets will be going on sale at 10 a.m. today, Tuesday, for season ticket holders and Cougar Club members. You can purchase their same seats for the uh, use for the regular season as, as well as additional tickets if desired. Remaining tickets will go on sale at 1 p.m. to the general public. And then Rock holders, if you're a student, will get in free to that match. Broadcast details beyond on that being broadcast on BYU radio are still to be determined. Hopefully it will be on TV because this is a huge opportunity for the women's soccer program. Looking forward to that and obviously it's a nice precursor to BYU men's basketball against Utah that night. You also can watch BYU football later in the night as well. So make it a full night of BYU sports supporting the Cougars and hopefully watching the women's soccer program advance to the College Cup, the Final Four of the women's soccer tournament. Women's basketball is also in action today. They're playing a noon mountain time tip against in-state foe Utah State at the Marriott Center. That game will be streamed live on BYUtv.org as well as the BYU TV app. Not actually on BYU TV, let's be clear about that, but there's an opportunity to watch the Cougars if you want to pull it up online. If you're killing time on your lunch hour and you want to watch the Lady Cougars in action, please do so. This is a really, really good team. Speaking of BYU women's basketball, I know the men's team dominates the headlines, but the women's team cannot be overlooked. They have been very, very good and they will probably be an NCAA tournament team just like the men's team this year uh they're picked to fa- they're favored to win the west coast conference title and hopefully they can pull that off and speaking of women's basketball byu senior guard paisley harding was named the west coast conference women's basketball player of the week on monday she led byu to wins over arizona state and boise state last week averaging 18 and a half points per game while shooting 48 percent from the field she also added an average of four rebounds and two steals per game so congratulations to her and obviously looking forward to seeing her have a bigger big game against utah state hopefully today the nice part about that women's basketball team is paisley uh, harding can do it one game then you'll see of course somebody like lauren gustin do it they just have so many weapons shaley gonzalez by the way is lights out she actually might be the best player on this team that we haven't talked about why we've talked about her but not today let me be clear about that the best part is their balance. They can have any single player feels like go off in any given game, and that gives them great depth, and it gives them a great ability to win games in different fashions. So uh, best of luck to the women's basketball program as they play today, noon at the Marriott Center. And by the way, if you're looking for something to do on a Tuesday, if you're taking the week off for Thanksgiving, maybe Skeeter on down to the uh, Marriott Center and watch the women's basketball program in action. That'd be kind of fun as well. All right, a uh, final thing for me here today is I wanted to also say congratulations to one of BYU's extramural sports. These are club sports, but the men's soccer program used to be a PDL club. Well, they've just won its 10th club national championship, making a run through the national tournament there. So congratulations to the men's soccer program. Really cool to see that 10 club championships. And Tyler Statton did a really cool piece on Vanquish the Foe advocating 
important for men's soccer to become an NCAA Division One sport for BYU. I just don't see that happening considering UVU just up the road has got a Division One program as well as Dixie State, but never say never. You'd obviously have Title IX issues to uh, overcome as he also acknowledges in this piece, but Really cool to see them win that title. So congratulations to the men's soccer program. Give them a shout out on today's show. All right, final thing. How do you go about winning tickets to watch BYU and Texas Southern play tomorrow night at the Merritt Center? Well, here is how you're going to do it. Three questions. Uh, you guys probably are well aware of this. But Texas Southern, I mentioned this earlier on, did make the NCAA tournament field last year. Who did they beat in the, I guess, play-in game, the first four games that they played in last year, as well as who did they lose to in the first round of that tournament? So you have to answer two things. To the two teams they played, if you want to know, you can give me the scores of those. They should be, rel- they should be relatively easy to find there. Uh, but they did play, speaking of Texas Southern, in the NCAA tournament last year. So who was the team that they beat in the play-in game, and who did they lose to in the first round of the NCAA tournament? Next, the Texas Southern Tigers... Who is their current head coach? Who is their head coach currently? You probably answered that, and obviously uh, pretty simple to find if you want to Google it. And then finally, BYU played Texas Southern last year. Who was BYU's leading scorer in that game? Had an absolutely monster outing. Who was it? How many points did they score in that win over the Tigers? You answered those three questions. The first person to email LockedOnBYU at gmail.com with those answers. You will be going to the Marriott Center tomorrow night to enjoy that game between the Cougars and the Tigers. 7 o'clock Mountain Time at the Marriott Center on BYU TV for those of you watching it at home. But like I said... Free tickets up for grabs. Answer those three questions. Who were the two teams that Texas Southern faced in the NCAA tournament last year? Who is their current head coach? And who was BYU's leading scorer in their win last year at the Marriott Center? It was a pretty monster outing. I do remember this game uh, thinking back on it. But who was BYU's leading scorer in that win over Texas Southern? You answer all three of them. You're the first person to get the answers in. You will be going to that game. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the show. Thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Hope you all are doing great out there wherever you might be. Want to encourage you now to make your second listen. Our friends over at Locked On Big 12. Josh Neighbors does an incredible job keeping you up to speed on everything going on in the Big 12 Conference. Make sure to check that out. It is free and available on all podcasting platforms. All right, that'll do it for real. Thank you once again for joining us. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 23rd, 2021 and we will catch you guys manana.